the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God wanted us to have the heart of Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. So he gave us his spirit. Ephesians 2 and 10, we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That's powerful. God is calling this church to a place, a position of love, power, and knowledge. There is a force within you that if unleashed, it will destroy the works of the enemy and the lives of those whom you are praying for. The force within you is unstoppable. It's the power of God, his Holy Spirit. How do we know that that power is unstoppable? Isaiah 14 and 27, the Lord of heaven's army has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? Second Chronicles 20 and 6, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand and no one can stand against you. God is the powerful one who wins every battle and cannot be defeated. He is unstoppable. No, no one, no force is going to stop him from destroying evil in this realm. What would happen if we align our mind with the mind of Christ Jesus? I mean, 100% alignment with the mind of God, Romans 6, 10 and 11. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. I'm talking today about having a victorious heart. And that's the title of this message, Victorious Heart, Part 2. No one could stop that force from raising Christ from the dead. Not Satan, not the Pharisees. Not Caesar. No one could stop the Spirit of God. He is unstoppable. 
Now, the spirit of fear is a productive force, and it is innovative. It creates something. Job laments his birth. In Job verse 24, I sigh when food is put before me, and my groans pour out like water. For the thing I feared has overtaken me, and what I dreaded has befallen me. I am not at ease or quiet. I have no rest, for trouble has come. Job 3, 25, 24, and 26. Job tells us he can hardly eat, and sorrow is pouring out from him like water. He gives us further revelation to his dilemma. He said, what I feared most has come upon me. We cannot entertain the spirit of fear. Fear is a destructive force if we let it in. Fear leads to depression, which brings oppression, and oppression is bondage. Eliot's commentary says this of the Bible, For the thing which I greatly feared, it means that he had always had in remembrance the uncertainty, the instability of earthly things, and yet he had been overtaken by calamity that mocked his carefulness and exceeded his apprehensions. Sin crouching at the door, sin crouching at the door, its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Genesis 4 and 7, that tells us that we can rule over the spirit of fear. Genesis 4 and verse 7. Well, today we're going to set your mind to victory. Don't allow that demonic force to crouch near you. You must dominate and rule over it. To entertain fear is to doubt God. And God sees doubting him as sin. You know, one day I was thinking about a situation and just kind of going over it in my head. And the Lord said, stop doubting me. Stop doubting me. And when he said that immediately, I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Sometimes we don't even realize what we're meditating on. I know that word meditate can kind of scare some Christians. But when you're going over something over and over and over in your mind, you're contemplating, you're meditating on that thing. And if you're not careful, it'll bring something forth. God established a church that you would be. And I'm talking to every believer right now. He established a church in strength, that you would be in strength and in power. Come on now, we can go somewhere from here. The church was established for what objective? To reconcile the world to God, because he will inherit the nations of the world. Now, that's an enormous project. Can an ordinary man accomplish such a task, such as this? No, no. It'll take a force beyond natural man. That's why the church was established by the power of the Holy Spirit so that nothing could stop it. The church was created by a superpower, nothing earthly. This is heavenly. That's why heaven backs you up when you walk by the word of God. Set in your mind, my children belong to God. My family belongs to God. My finances come from God and belong to God. Let's determine the foundation that will cause you to take the next step of victory and remain in absolute power throughout this year. You must know the truth, and it will set you free from that spirit of bondage, that spirit of fear. It will leave when you take a stand and refuse to entertain it, refuse to meditate on fearful outcomes. When you deny it access to your mind, you refuse to let it in, and it'll leave you. It's time that the church had a victorious mind. These are not the days to permit fear 
to have dominion over you. No matter what's going on in the natural, what's going on out there, know that God is in control of every circumstance. And this is not the day for the church to stand in fear. You rebuke that spirit and it'll flee from you. I want to tell you a story about a rich little boy, a very rich little boy from a prominent family and an ordinary lady that wasn't rich at all. And it's a true story. I want to tell you a story about how they met. A five-year-old little boy across the world had a brain tumor. It was a large brain tumor. They weren't sure of the size, but they knew it was a brain tumor. His parents were advised to take their little boy to a hospital across the world to another nation where he could receive medical treatment for his cancer. Well, the family arrived with this cutest little boy. They flew across the country to arrive in Houston. Now, if you can fly your child who needs medical attention from one country to another on a medical Learjet, your money's real long. You aren't broke. Let's just say that. Well, every loving parent wants the best for their child, whether they have money or not. Well, the report was dim once they arrived, that there was really no hope. The tumor was inoperable because of his size. So I received a phone call to go to the hospital and to see this little boy. The family had heard that Joan and I had been going to the hospital and praying for children, and they were getting healed. Well, the parents contacted me and requested a hospital visit to pray for his healing. Well, I had never met a situation like this before. And so uh, to go into a hospital room with a child in this situation, I had just never met it before. And so I had prayed for many people, many healings, much deliverance, but never a situation like this before. So I called my mentor that was training me, and I, and I told her about the situation. And, you know, she was overseeing me at that time. And I had prayed for many people, but this was a large undertaking. I, I was in my 30s, you know. And so I called and I told her about the situation, how his life hung in the balances. And I wasn't sure how to handle this. And I wasn't even sure I could even make a difference in something this large. So I called the minister and, and, and I told her about the urgent need of the little boy that was dying. He was five years old and needed healing of cancer from a tumor. And so she said, Valerie, she said, listen to me now. If you walk in that hospital room and you believe God for his healing, if you believe God that when you lay hands on him, that as soon as you touch his head, that when you lay hands on him, that he shall be healed. Now, if you believe that with all of your heart, that when you touch him, that he's healed, that God is healing him, he'll be healed. But you'll have to believe it, child, she said, with your whole heart. You know, she was much older than me. I said, I can do that. This confidence rose up in me. You know, the Spirit of God. I said, I can do that. Yes, ma'am. I can do it. Mm. I can do that. I can absolutely do that. I can believe God for his healing. So Joan and I went to the hospital, and we walked in the hospital room, and a long story short, she got on one side of the bed, and I was on the other, and I anointed him with oil, and I laid hands on him, and I prayed, and he recovered. And unbeknownst to me, years later, I would see him again. The only thing that could have held me back would have been fear. The one thing that I had to shut out of my mind was fear. It'll keep you from having a victorious heart because it's a productive force. And there was only one possibility that could have prevented his healing. 
that was that fear. And if I walked in unbelief, that would have destroyed the opportunity for his healing that day. Fear cannot be our response to life's circumstances. It's paralyzing. When the children of Israel were delivered out of Pharaoh's hands, they were set free after 400 years in slavery in Egypt. They were headed towards the promised land that God had promised them, the land of milk and honey. But what was their first conquest when they're released from slavery out of bondage? Pharaoh chasing them down. There will be adverse circumstances in life. Pharaoh was sure that Moses had outwitted him with his miracles. And he was chasing the children of Israel down to overtake them and bring them back into slavery into Egypt. Pharaoh was coming behind them swiftly with his chariots and his horses. And as he's chasing them down from behind, when they look ahead of them, there's the Red Sea. The children of Israel became so angry. They were paralyzed with fear. Exodus 14 and 11. They said, have you sought us out? Have you brought us out here to die in the desert? Because there weren't enough graves for us in Egypt. This is what they said to Moses. Moses had bought them out of slavery with the mighty miracles that God had used him. Now they're ready to turn against him. Exodus 14, 13. The spirit of fear will attempt to paralyze you, to keep you from going forward, to keep you from possessing the land, to keep you from conquering and obtaining all that God has promised you. Moses answered the people. He said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord Today, the Egyptians you see today, you'll never see them again. Apparently, that message wasn't working. So God gave Moses these instructions. Why are you standing there praying? Get the people moving. Exodus chapter 14. What is astonishing is Moses' courage, his trust in the Lord. Moses acts on what God has said. He didn't have any details. He didn't know what God was going to do, how he was going to do it. But he knew that God would be glorified. And in this, he had impeccable certainty that the victory belonged to them and how the outcome would be attained. He had no knowledge, but he's certain of Israel's rescue and Egypt's downfall. His people had no reason to fear. Moses told the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the Lord's salvation, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you'll never see them again. The Lord will fight for you. You will only need to be still. Exodus 14, 13 to 14. Fear has its roots and it's rooted in unbelief. I told you about my son who was eight or nine years old. And remember he was playing basketball outside one day in the yard and he saw a demon, you know, in the yard next door from behind the tree. So he was peeping around the tree looking at him. As he was in the driveway playing basketball, you know, he was just shooting, shooting hoops shooting balls at the rim, you know, all by yourself. And, and when he saw that demon, he saw the demon with his own eyes. And when he rebuked it, it had to flee. How was this child able to rebuke the enemy, a visible demon that he could see? Because he believed what the Bible had told him. He believed that what he read in the Bible, he, he took it into his heart. What God has said was true. And the word of the Lord performed for a young child that day because he loved what God had said, because he believed what God had said. Nothing stopped him when the day of trouble came in his life. He rose up. 
He rebuked the enemy, and the demon ran from him. A child believes what a parent tells them, don't they? If we keep our word, they trust us. If a parent that keeps his word tells a small child, Santa Claus is coming down the chimney Christmas Eve at midnight with toys, but you have to be asleep, the child believes that because the one whom he trusts said that it is so. Do we trust God that what he has spoken is so? The greatest in the kingdom of God. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus invited a little child to stand among them. Truly, I tell you, he said, unless you change and become like a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Now it's time for all of us to deal with the enemy. If a Christian child can rebuke the enemy and he flees, what are the rest of us doing? Romans 12 and 11, never lagging behind in diligence, a glow in the spirit, enthusiastically serving the Lord. The church has power, was born in power. I'm talking about having a victorious heart today. It was built up and developed in power. The power has not left the church. Let's use what God has given us. Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. That's the very foundation that the church is built upon. The disciples received the Holy Spirit and they took off in power. Fear will shut us out of blessings. It will shut us out of having access to the power of God. Remember in Matthew 25, 1, the kingdom of heaven is like this. The 10 virgins that took their lamps. Remember, 10 of them, there were 10 virgins, and five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish took their lamps, but they didn't take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us, and you instead go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who went in with him to the wedding banquet and shut the door. Later the others came, Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I don't know you. Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Why were the virgins set out of the wedding banquet? Because of fear. They could have waited and trusted God that they would have enough oil. Instead, fear caused them to leave, to try to obtain something more. And they missed, they missed what God had for them by leaving. They doubted that God would prevail for them. They could have seen abundance instead of lack. They could have trusted God to supply the oil for their lamps to burn longer than the oil should have. Fear caused them to doubt, and they acted on that fear. If they had understood relationship with the bridegroom, they would have not fallen away. They would have made it in. The spirit of fear is of the adversary. It's not of God. Second Timothy says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, courage, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind comes from God. We are provided this by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Now let's make a shift. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
Hosea 4 and 6. We're going to examine that spirit of fear. It's going to take fortitude. It's going to take power to lift you from where you are to where you want to be, to deal with that spirit of fear. You have to continue. We must continue in God's word. The word says this, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. John 8 and 31 to 32. So step one is we must abide in the word of God. And secondly, we must know our relationship with Christ. I will walk in them. I will live in them. I will be their God and they will be my people. He's talking about an unbroken relationship of communion. It is by relationship that one has a dependency upon him. Then one knows that he will not fail. In John 15, it tells us that without him, we can do nothing. The Pharisees studied the scriptures. They looked over the word, and it was dead to them. Jesus said, search and investigate and pour over the scriptures. He told them that's what you do diligently because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them. And these very scriptures that testify about me and still you are not willing, but refuse to come to me so that you might have life. When the Pharisees refused Christ, they refused that relationship. And so their relationship with God was dead and they did not know Christ when he appeared. The five virgins were shut out. They knew the word because they knew that the bridegroom was coming, but they did not have the relationship of union with him. Perfect love cast out all fear. The relationship is power. With the perfect love cast out fear and there's no fear. There's no dread in love. It does not exist. But we become full grown with perfect love and it turns fear away. It expels every trace of fear. Fear brings with it the thought of punishment. So he who is afraid has not fully reached the maturity of love, has not grown in that relationship. And as we grow into perfection in Christ, relationship will shut that spirit out. Job understood that he needed something more than he had. He said, if only there was a mediator between us, someone who could bring us together, Job 9 and 33. It is the spirit of God that has brought us together through Christ Jesus. And so to step in your conquest, to have a deeper love for the father, spend time in the word, spend time at the cross, spend time at the empty tomb, spend time at the ascension. You'll grow in love, repentance. Forgiveness, confession, transparency before God. Live in awe of him. Have a worship experience with the Father. It will take you into a deeper communion of love with Christ. And the spirit of fear will not be able to taunt your mind. It will not be able to get in. Because you'll have an unbroken relationship with the master the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will cast fear out and begin to walk in perfect love. You will communicate with a power that demonstrates itself. It demonstrates the authority, a new power, because of the relationship that you have with him will make you victorious. It will bring you 
into a place of having a victorious heart. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us love, courage, and a sound mind, a disciplined mind. You'll have to use your disciplined mind. When we use our disciplined mind and we rebuke that spirit of fear and we refuse to entertain it, we refuse to doubt God, we choose faith over fear. When we begin to walk according to the word of God and place our trust in him, as we draw closer to him and an intimate relationship of communion, the power of almighty God, that unstoppable force, the fire will be kindled in your heart. You have confidence in God and you will not doubt him. And that spirit of fear will have to flee. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.